Welcome to the Bethany Shipley Show. All right, so I want to give a little bit of caveat before we get started, and that is I really couldn't come up with a better term than hospital versus home birth, hospital birth versus home birth. I don't like the verses because it almost feels like I am, the two are in some sort of battle, and I personally recognize that there is a lot of good things about both, and they were just very different experiences, and so I want to share those experiences in an effort to actually empower moms who might not know what kind of birth they want, kind of know what to expect from either one. And just like any variation of any business, hospital to hospital is going to be slightly different. Home birth to home birth is going to be different based upon, obviously, the birth of the child and what's going on energetically in the body of the mother and the baby, as well as protocols, you know, different doctors are going to have different protocols, different midwives are going to have different protocols. So a lot of this is just going to come from asking questions and figuring out what you want. But um, my very first experience with a birth was with my son Moses, very healthy pregnancy. My water broke at 38 weeks pregnant and feeling just surges of hormones and Um, woke up my husband and I said, hey, my water broke. Well, I kind of knew that at the hospital, you know, when your water breaks, it immediately starts a time clock. Um, They have protocols where you will have the baby within this amount of time after your water breaks. And the, the reason for that is, or you know, their reasoning for having those protocols in place is when the water breaks, then your baby is exposed to the rest of the world. There's no longer that barrier of the sac that keeps them from toxins. So their concern is infection in the uterus. Their concern is infection around the baby. Um, you know, they're heavily monitoring for fevers and all, all that kind of stuff. And so when I, you know, when I, my water broke, I really, 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 let me back up. I really wanted a natural birth. My goal was to have a natural birth because I just thought it would be so incredible to have that experience and be to be able to say like, I did this. And women, you know, all the time say it's not a, you know, it's not a competition, but I have, I have this like thing in me that I like want to be a boss and delivering a baby just seemed like without any epidural or pitocin just seemed like such a boss thing and I mean gosh we all know right like delivering a baby no matter what you do is boss like but I just had this I don't know this flare of desire so I told my we had talked Eli and I had talked about it and I suggested to him that you know, I'm not, I didn't suggest, I demanded, I'm not having an epidural. And after further research, I learned kind of what Pitocin can do to the female body and like what it kind of produces as far as contraction pain. And it's not really like a natural feeling because it's induced. And I told him like the only way I'm going to have an epidural is if obviously I have to have a C-section or if, um, if you know, I have Pitocin and it just gets out of control. So we kind of hung out and were lazy around the house for the, for the next few hours. I got up, took a shower, washed my hair, curled my hair, um, got my makeup on, ate breakfast, and then we were headed to the hospital. And when we got there, my contractions were, you know, pretty far apart, like 12 minutes. But since my water had broken, it was like, okay, well, I'm I'm here to stay. So got all checked in, you know, just waiting, just kind of waiting for it to start. And a few hours after 
nothing basically happening. The doctor came in and she said, I think it's time we do a cervix softener. And they put this thing, this little pill up my vagina, basically to soften the cervix and try to get everything kind of moving. Well, that didn't really do anything. So then, you know, two hours later, they suggested that we do Pitocin. And I was kind of like, darn it. Like, I did not want to do Pitocin. And I, and I really didn't want to do it because it was painful. That was my biggest reason. And I knew there were health reasons too, but I did not want to do it because it was painful. But anyway, I started on it and nothing really happened. I mean, the, the contractions were definitely getting more intense and definitely painful. Um, quite honestly, they were, they were extremely painful. They got even more painful. And then I ended up going to the very max level of Pitocin that you can have, that I could have, that they would administer to me without an epidural. And I was laboring like that, I want to say for about 13 hours. And it got to a point where I was just not, I mean, they checked me and I was still a one, um, dilated to a one. I was so discouraged. I was so disappointed. I I just felt like I'd done all of this work as in enduring the pain of this these contractions with no epidural and nothing was working. And Eli reminded me that I said I would get an epidural if the Pitocin uh, was, you know, it, basically this exact situation where I wasn't progressing, I was on Pitocin, and it wasn't going to go fast enough. So I ended up getting the epidural, and within, you know, five minutes, everything was significantly easier. I mean, I couldn't feel a thing. I knew I was having a contraction because it was on the monitor, but I couldn't feel it, and I felt great, honestly. So I went to sleep, slept for 45 minutes, and then I woke 30 minutes maybe, woke up with a, a pressure feeling and just said, hey, I think, like, literally it was not painful at all. I could not feel a thing. I just said, hey, I think that uh, I need to push. And, of course, they were like, no, you've been on Pitocin for 13 hours with, like, dilated to a one. There's no way you need to push. And uh, I was like, well, can you just check? And sure enough, I was dilated to a 10, ready to go. And the pushing experience is something that I want to talk about because it was so dramatically different from the birth I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so they checked, they said she's out of 10. And then because I couldn't really feel anything, you know, I couldn't feel there was no topical pain down there. There was no contraction pressure or anything like that. The doctor came in and said, you're doing great. We're going to push for 10 seconds. So here we go. Take a big, here's a practice. So push 10, 9, eight, seven, and I'm just pushing, you know, what I would imagine, you know, I'm just kind of just pushing. They said, you're doing incredible. This is great. You're, you're going to have a baby pretty soon. And I said, okay, I was pushing so hard. Like my, all my muscles were just fatigued. And I mean, I was pushing, my legs were pushing against the nurses, you know, or Eli was holding me and like every muscle in my body, even the next day, my, my neck was just so sore so fatigued um, because of just all of that exertion, most of which I couldn't even feel when I was doing it. And um, it was just interesting, just a very interesting perspective. They, I don't even to this day know what they did to the top of Moses's head, but they put some sort of monitor on the top of his head, like a little, it was like a little dot, like a little metal dot or something that they stuck there. And then the doctor would check to see kind of like, I guess how, I don't, I don't even know what they were doing, but I, I didn't ask questions. I was just kind of there doing the thing. 
so I had the baby. They, they put him on me. I knew I wanted to do skin to skin. And then from there on out was kind of Eli, my husband, he, he just had to like basically make sure that they followed our protocol. So no, we don't want that shot. Please don't do that. Nope. Don't put that eye cream in. No, they don't. No, don't do that. Don't do that. No, we don't want that. Um, please don't wash him with that soap. Like it was just kind of like, he's like walking around making sure like they don't do anything immediately after I held Moses for maybe two minutes. Um, they put him on the scale. Um, he was freezing cold screaming, of course, um, bright lights, uh, bright lights, bright, 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 bright lights dark in the room, but lights were really bright. And Moses, or, you know, Eli held Moses and it was, it was a very sweet moment for sure. I mean, it was the birth of our most awesome firstborn. Um, and, and it was really special. Um, but I just wanted to really accurately paint that picture of the pushing into it, pushing him out was very intense. And it was for 30 minutes. I tore, um, down there and um that probably was because and i did have an episiotomy as well which means you know they snip you to make sure that there's enough room that the baby comes out so yeah it was just very like monitored and it was very like controlled and that's kind of what you expect when you go into the the hospital setting there's not a lot of let the woman's body tell you what to do because at least for me in that experience, the Pitocin was telling my body what to do and then I couldn't handle that. So then I was, you know, blocking that sensation with medication. And um, yeah, so it was just very interesting. When it was time to push, I mean, I felt pressure, but I didn't, f it, it wasn't like he was coming and my body was a, part a participant. It was like, I was in control of the process and they were telling me when to push. And even the fact that they were saying, good job, like push harder, um, insinuated that I had some sort of control over his birth. So it's just very interesting. Um, Lennon's birth, my second daughter, I won't spend a lot of time talking about that because it was a very similar experience. The only thing that was different was I was dilated to a seven before I got the epidural. I was like, planning on the epidural by the time I went into the hospital because I had such a pain-free experience with Moses. Um, the epidural took in a different way with linen and I did not feel contractions, but I did feel uh, when I was pushing her out. I could feel topic topically and there it was pain for sure. And it was intense down there and it felt very ring of fire-ish, but um, I don't remember that very much because I think it just happened so fast and I was planning on having the, like the same experience as Moses that it just happened and then it was over and it was fine. Um, same thing. As soon as she's born after they told me when to push, um, Mo Eli had to, you know, walk around and make sure that she didn't get this shot and she didn't get this eye cream and whatever we had chosen for her um, was actually followed through with. Because as much as you want to believe that your birth paper is actually there, your birth plan that you brought in at your hospital tour, it's not. They It gets lost. It's like it was not a, a conversation that was happening. So, so fast forward two years and I'm pregnant and... I, well, I'm also pregnant now, but I'm actually telling this in past tense. So I was pregnant and we had a weird, like momentary relapse of our, we were switching insurance, um, health insurances. This is actually hilarious. We were switching health insurances and, um, in between that time is when I got pregnant with Mac. 
like within a month and it was totally not planned and not prepared we were not prepared for it but it was okay whatever so we did not have insurance for maternity and I was kind of minorly freaking out because we don't qualify for any sort of like government assistance but a hospital birth out of pocket is ridiculous and I just started feeling like maybe I wanted to go a different route so at first we were not interested in a home birth like with the first two um we were considering a birth center but we had these like okay we want to make sure it's safe we want to make sure we have emergency equipment and all of that and I had never been through birth before so it was just a lot of new things um and so I Yeah, I went to a birthing center and at my very first, we toured a few birthing centers and then at my very first appointment, which I was fully planning on delivering at the birthing center, I went in and one of the midwives, uh, and and this is, I don't know, I I almost don't even want to share this because I value so highly like speaking positively, but I had a negative experience there and the negative experience validated that this wasn't the birth provider for me. So it wasn't even so much about the birth center, but it was like the fact that I didn't feel comfortable with this, this specific person and something that we basically, she, she wasn't sure if she saw a heartbeat on the sonogram and she was fine with that, but I was not fine with that. And she didn't um, continue to help me find that heartbeat and I, with the past experience of miscarriage, just felt dismissed and like it wasn't important. So that's basically what happened. And so I, and she she did not say that she saw a heartbeat. She said she's 90% sure it's fine. And so I was like, not, I was just like, okay, no, I don't feel good about this. And I went and got another sonogram so I could actually see the heartbeat. When I did that, I realized like, if I'm going to do a a birth naturally and I'm going to do all the work to like get my body and my mind prepared for a natural birth, um, you know, I'm just as close, my house is just as close to the hospital as the birthing center was, you know, I mean, I could be there maybe two minutes difference. Um, and so I started talking to my husband about it. I said, what do you feel? What do you think about home birth? And he was all about it, which was totally a change of chemistry for him because originally he was not about it. So I was like, okay, cool. So we started interviewing some midwives and doulas and met with a few. And then I met with this one, her name is Amber and her, her, um, like partner midwife at the time, Katie. And I connected with them so well. And I'll just kind of tell you why. Um, and by the way, if you're in the Kansas city area, they work with sacred song midwife or they are sacred song midwives and they're so incredible. But When I went in there, not only did I feel like Amber trusted herself, um, because Katie doesn't isn't there anymore. She's off overseas delivering babies in other countries. She's amazing. Um, But when I went and met with Amber at first, I not only did she trust herself and was she sure of, you know, her own personal ability in birth, and not only did she handle my extremely Uh, detailed and scary questions with a lot of grace and confidence. Um, She also trusted me. And, you know, I use oils and, and I use natural progesterone and I'm all into like all of these kind of weird things. And not only did she validate that I knew best for my family, she was also open to learning some of those things. And it just 
gave me so much confidence that she was the one um, and this was the midwife group that I was supposed to be with. Now, of course, I had these fears of birth and the fact that I've never actually been through it. I've never actually felt that feeling, all the feelings, and there's so much fear around birth and so much hype around natural birth that I really had to get into a space of surrender and that was the part of the home birth experience that changed me as a human being like in my energy because with the hospital birth I didn't have to change my energy I didn't have to adapt and surrender to anything I could kind of finagle and make it work with medicine and you know and with the home birth, I knew like that's not going to be an option. So I had to do some kind of heart work to work through some fears that I had. And um, yeah, so we went th- went through the pregnancy. It was really cool. Like I even had a little bit of a scare with platelets and Amber was amazing, gave me diet recommendations and supplement recommendations. We were able to like completely fix the problem with all natural solutions. Um progesterone she helped me get like good levels of progesterone and draw my labs and it was just like an overall really really great pregnancy experience I would go to her office for the visits um with the intention of then when I was delivering she would come to my house so or they would come to my house so we'd go to these office visits weigh measure pee on a stick make sure all of my like you know urine um it's like you know they check your protein and your acidity and you know a bunch of different stuff Every time, way, I, I think I already said that way, um, and then check the heartbeat of the baby and talk about, you know, any fears I might have or how I've been feeling. And it was just very homey and hangout feeling. So just that whole experience was very different because with the hospital, it was like very like, um, there was no community aspect to it. It was just very like, you're here, you're going to do your lab work, you're going to see the doctor, she's going to say she's excited, and then she's going to, you know, you know, reach her hand up your private parts and check stuff. (laughs) And there was none of that with the with the midwives. So fast forward to birthing day. And I or actually, I'll, I'll say fast forward to a week before I gave birth, and I was full term. And I went into my appointment, actually, I had to sit out in the car and cry because I was so overwhelmed and I was so scared and I had done all this work to prepare mentally for a birth and then here I am just waiting for it to start and I explained it to my husband like it's like you've trained for the biggest workout of your life it's like you've trained for your triathlon and then you don't know when they're going to click the the start button it could be in the middle of the night it could be in three weeks like you don't know you're just waiting around and it's like the waiting is so hard Um, But it's also exciting because you know by the time it starts, you're going to be so ready. Whatever your energy is like, you're going to be ready for this thing to happen. So I just thought, you know, that was where I was at. I'm like sitting there in the car waiting. I went into the appointment and they asked me one little question like, how are you feeling? And I just started bawling. And I just said, you know, I drove by the hospital um, on my way to get groceries and like I just wanted to walk in and like I wanted to say okay admit me (laughs) like get this baby out I just wanted so badly to like 
in my mind, and I'm not saying this is the easy button, but for me, that felt like the easy button. And I wanted that at that point. And so they just affirmed me that that's normal. That has, that's part of the process of feeling those feelings and it's okay. And it's going to happen and no one's pregnant forever. And they weren't, they were so kind about it and gracious and encouraging. And like, this is normal. So then birthing day came and my experience was just very different. It was very peaceful in our house. My parents had my kids downstairs. Eli hung up black blankets on our windows. It was very dark in our room. We had the diffuser going with peace and calming. I was dealing with the surges and contractions with a lot of, I don't know, confidence. And it was just very manageable. And when it started getting more intense and, and it wasn't painful, like the contractions that I felt at home were literally nothing compared to what I felt in the hospital and with Pitocin. It was very, a different, it was just a completely different feeling. It started feeling intense and I would just breathe through them. And when it started getting so intense that I was like not able to talk through them is when I texted our midwives and one of them came. Um, and I just had the baby like 30 minutes later (laughs) and the actual birth process, I didn't realize I was so far. I didn't realize I was so close to giving birth. I was actually pushing and I did not know I was pushing. Um, I thought that I was just unable to breathe through it and I was grunting because I couldn't breathe. And that actually was me pushing the baby. It was, it was my body naturally utilizing the muscles there to just kind of push the baby down. Um, my first baby, which I tore, um, I said, you know, I said just a few minutes ago that I tore, he was six pounds, six something, I think six fourteen maybe. And my 10 pound, four ounce baby that came (laughs) at home, I did not tear. And it was partly, I think just because I wasn't trying to push him out. It just, it, he slowly moved down the birth canal and I didn't have someone tell me you're a 10 push. I just, felt when it was time and then my body did it and I was on all fours and I remember being in a really intense contraction where it was it was getting so intense that I was like oh wow this is you know really intense I'm no longer able to I wasn't I wasn't present with anyone but myself um I remember hearing in the background um Katie who is the midwife that was there at, the, at our house. We didn't know I was like about to have the baby. And she said, all right, we're going to have a baby right here. And I, I remember thinking to myself, what? We're not going to have a baby right here. Like, I'm not, I, surely I'm not that close. And sure enough, right then is when his head came out. And um, she just threw a towel on the floor. And I had this baby on all fours. And it was so special because I, the second... Uh, the first contraction his his head came out and then he was such a big baby that I waited for an entire other contraction and the whole time they're just behind me giving me affirmation like wow you're amazing look at that there's his head his head is out look at that that's amazing his color looks great you're doing great feel his head you're doing amazing one more big push and then I did intentionally push once his head was out out I was like okay getting this thing out of me and I and I I, I grabbed him and held him to my chest right after. And literally, I couldn't believe that was it. Like, I did it. That was it. I didn't have to do anything. It happened. And so um, it was just a really, really special experience. And I, I'm, like, I'm like sitting here crying because 
Um, if I'm completely honest with you, my bonding with him was so much easier and stronger than with the other two. And I don't know how much of that has to go in, has to do with hormones and how much of that has to do with the fact that I had more support in my life at that point where, you know, Eli was home helping with the other kids and I got time just specifically with him. But I will tell you that our bonding happened way quicker. When I had Moses and Lennon in the hospital, we did not bond. It wasn't like, it was really special and I would do anything for them, but I didn't feel connected to them as individuals until I, until they smiled at me around, you know, six weeks or something four weeks or whatever, four weeks, six weeks. And I, with, with Mac, with the home birth, it was just very different. It was like, because we had this shared experience, it was more special to me or, or it was, it was more, see, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to even say more special to me because I never want anyone to feel badly about any way they've chosen to do it. But I'll just tell you what, it was more special to me if I'm honest with you. So those were my two very dramatic differences. And now that I'm pregnant again, I am going to do a home birth again. It was overall less pain. It was less stress. It was less, um, it was less everything bad and more of everything good. So that is my opinion. Now, I will let you know that I had concerns about safety. I was like, well, what if something happens? What if something goes wrong? And I asked our midwives that at the very first um, meeting, you know, I was like, hey, have you ever had it happen where a baby passes away or mom, mom passes away? And I think those questions are really important to ask because you need to know the facts and you need to know, like, what would you do in this situation? We hear these these stories often of women who say but thank god I was at the hospital or else and every time I hear a question like that or I hear a statement like that like but the baby was too big to fit through um or the 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 cord was tied and this happened I ask the question to my midwife what would you have done in this situation and so far every time she's had an answer that was, here's when this, when this happened to me, this is what I did. She even showed me how if the baby has a really, really small umbilical cord, um, how she can get the baby out still without tearing the, the umbilical cord, like how she finagles the baby, the baby's body to actually stay closest to the mother's, you know, where it came out um, until the rest of the body, like it's, it's, there, there are things that people aren't talking about is what I'm, what I'm trying to say that there's ways around it. And I think sometimes it's, it's easier to say, but you know, the, and, and who knows, I'm sure there are experiences where it actually would have caused an issue had they not been at the hospital. But, um, I just know for me, I feel way more confident in, in this for, for us right now. So, And I know I started out this podcast by saying like I didn't want it to be versus because it would feel like a battle between the two like one is better and I and I kind of want to just reiterate that I'm I'm not saying that a home birth is better I'm saying that I preferred it more and if it was a home birth versus hospital birth for me personally and I had to choose a winner for me I would choose home birth. So if you are planning a home birth, I'm so pumped for you. If you are planning a hospital birth, I'm so pumped for you. It's going to be amazing. The feeling that you will have when you hold your baby is unlike anything else. And you probably know this already if you have other children, but if you don't have other children, 
every single part of this whole process is worth it. The sickness and the, <laughs> the morning sickness, the pain in your body, the like the joint pain, the, you know, growing, stretching, sleep, peeing, all of it leading up to even the experience of birth and the things about birth that aren't the pleasant feelings. All of it is so worth it. Um, so worth it. And I'm actually super, super excited to give birth again. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know you have a lot of things you should be doing and could be doing, but I appreciate you spending this time with me. It means a lot that um, you find value here. So feel free to share this podcast with a with a, an expecting mama who might be making the decision between a home birth and a hospital birth, or maybe one that is planning a birth and she's really looking for some encouragement. Um, that would just be amazing. And tag me if you share it in your Instagram stories, tag me at Bethany J. Shipley. Have a great day.